Mejor Sola is a space for women of color and femme-identifying folks of color who want to join the self-love revolution and need the affirmation of two mujeres who are also on their way. Welcome back to another episode of Mejor Sola. This is Des. And this is M. And this is the ASMR version of <laughs> Mejor Sola because Des is recording live from Big Bear. Yes, I am. You hear um, the birds and the breeze? You might. You just <laughs> might. You're probably catching on to my, it's 3.42 and I'm, you know, on vacation mode, so I had some drinks while I was making lunch. Excuse me, this um, is a professional podcast. You're hilarious. This is the <laughs> farthest thing from that. <laughs> I'm just being salty oh, because I'm goodness. doing dry January, and a drink today sounds so nice. Mabu, I can't do dry anything, okay? Dry <laughs> over here, never. This is um, a, a WAP, wet-ass podcast. Uh, yes, at all times. Um, <laughs> kudos to all y'all doing dry January because it feels like January 38th. Mm-hmm. Right, Em? What a year. What a year. Um, but yes, <laughs> I am in Big Bear. So if y'all hear background noises, uh, I do apologize. So thank you for the grace. The family is downstairs doing who knows what, and the birds are out here just living their best life. So yeah, look at you living on a little staycation. I love it. Yes. You deserve a little change of scenery. I mean, that's really all it is because we're staying our asses in someone else's house because there's still a, you know, a virus out there. I think that's been the most frustrating thing is like we've mm -hmm. gone to the market and we're not we're about 15 minutes away from like the slopes. It is so packed. And there's people here from like out of state. There's people here from out of the country. Mm. I'm like, what? What? Wow. <laughs> the fuck, y'all? Anyways. I, I've had a lot of awkward conversations where the conversations weren't awkward, but it, it gets to an awkward place where folks would ask, you know, as you do, like, how were your holidays? What did you do? And I talk about how hard it was to make the decision not to go to California because of the state of the pandemic and, you know, doing my part to not stress. I know I, I'm one person, but right. I'm not trying to think singularly. I'm trying to think of like, you know, if all of us did that, you know, put the needs of others ahead of our own, then we yeah. can shift the way this pandemic is um taking over but right i so folks will ask me like oh how how are your is your vacation i tell them about um uh, not being able to go home and they're like well why not like just go home everyone else is mm -hmm. uh or you know it, it's a it's as bad everywhere so there's no harm in going home oh, and my it's goodness. like it's it's been weird trying to navigate that conversation yeah. and i i don't know how else to ex explain to people like that's just not just doesn't feel right for me and yeah. so for everyone else doing the most to make sure you're keeping others safe and you're really doing your due diligence um, for public health um, my heart goes out to you and for everyone else who just wants to glaze over it like kindly stop talking to me <laughs> come on y'all yeah like we we had even considered not coming to big bear even though we're right. not doing anything, like we didn't, 
we didn't go tubing or whatever. What's it called? See, I don't even know what this is called. I don't clearly. I call it tubing, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, with a little thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't do any of that. Like, literally, found a patch of snow on the side of the road. There was no one else. (laughs) Put everybody's masks on. Let Sophie get out. Throw around a couple snowballs, and then we were like, okay, get back in the car. First of all, because it's cold, and second, because hello, we're in the middle of a pandemic. But we even considered like do we still want to go? Is it, you know, but we decided to come anyways. And we've literally just cooked and hung out at the house. Like there's been, but again, like the couple times that we've had to go to the market because we forgot something or ran out of something. There are just so many people here. Right. I'm like, what the fuck y'all? That's so wild. <laughs> it just I blows think- my mind. Like, I understand, like, we can't all just forever put our lives on hold. I don't think it's sustainable either. I think we just need to be more careful. I think the flippant uh, behavior and attitude folks have towards it is just so detrimental because if we all just, like, raise the awareness and the selfishness or turn the selfishness down, turn the selflessness up (laughs) Mm -hmm. just a notch and, like, can all just accept that this is happening, we could probably all be outside. We can probably all go to Big Bear and tube. Like, right. It's right. it's just weird how from household to household, community to community, like some people just wanna be so in their own bubble of denial about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, um, speaking that's of- That's not what we came here for today. No, 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 it's not, just- <laughs> Yes, we got to acknowledge that we're here. Quick little frustration. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. So if you're feeling that frustration, we feel it too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I did want to, speaking of grocery stores, I wanted to ask you about your little run-in at a grocery store (laughs) with a listener. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't want to give a a time. The details, because I don't know if said listener is like okay with details, but right, right, um, but just general story. Yeah, so it's happened like once or twice, but in LA, like where people like know you and I because of our work, or like they know someone who knows someone because of you know what have you. But it's like this time, it was like not in LA. It was near my house. It was in like a target like (laughs) it was not in like a regular place where you would have like social clout where people would pick you out of a crowd no no (laughs) so what happened um and i walked in and um i noticed that like they were kind of like glancing over and did that like that whole like talk to somebody like you know them thing Mm -hmm. and i looked at them and i was like I don't know this person, so I don't know why they're doing that. So I, and they also looked like really young, right? So I was like, I, there's no way we're in the same social circle. Like my youngest friends are you, Dorian and Tanya. Like, I mean, there's a couple others that are a little younger, but like, yeah, I was like we're not in the same social circle. So I moved on. Um, got one, I need to say that Target, did my thing, got to the checkout stand and same young person was at checkout stand and was like, just had this like moment i was wearing my t-shirt which i promise y'all eventually they will be here <laughs> but I was wearing that t-shirt and 
you know, said fan was like, oh my gosh, now I get it. Da -da -da -da, and like made all these connections, saw the, saw our logo, saw half of my face. Probably heard um, your like iconic voice. Heard my voice. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and realized um, that I was indeed Des from Mejor Sola. And I was like, this is, I can't. <laughs> It was really sweet. It was really, really sweet. Um, oh, I love it. I mean, we obviously couldn't spend a time, a ton of time talking because there were other people waiting to check out. And also, I'm not trying to spend an extended time at Target. <laughs> not trying to put, you know, the folks at a higher risk to just chat it up. But it was just, it was really sweet. And um, yeah, so if I, yeah, I shared with you and the girls. And I think it, we forget that at least I forget that like our whole ass life is out there now, forever, <laughs> right? And like people choose to listen when they need to and like it impacts their journey in, in so many different ways. And, and I forget, like, yes, I know we have the Instagram and like our friends hype us up, y'all are the best, like, but it's just complete stranger, person I've never seen before. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you have no ties to any of my other social circles. Like you are literally just a fan. Of right. Like your your only connection to me or like reverence for me is through the merit of this podcast. And that just yeah. feels so different uh -huh. and very scary, but also so exciting. So please do not stop. I'm not saying stop with the love as much as right. as much as it is intimidates me. <laughs> Please keep it coming because I thought that that story was so sweet and I wish I could be in LA to have these like random interactions with folks who may be listening. Um, but all the interactions that we have online are incredible. We've received videos, we've received um, just like messages and comments and and the reviews that you all leave, um, they just really mean a lot. So thank, thank you, you for fueling us through and being part of this community and i hope that you yes. know that this love goes both ways it really does it <laughs> really really does um so i was very compelled by our senora conversation last time we sat down so i really wanted to ask yes, you for a vitamin update like oh, what's going what? on uh have yeah what kind of changes have you experienced because i'm taking a couple new vitamins and i can share that too but what's what's I going on with it. you um so i'm still taking my uh my flow i brought them with me they're right behind me that's how <laughs> you know i'm committed they came with me on our staycation um i so i did notice like less bloating but these are particularly meant for my cycle so i won't really know if they've had a major impact mm -hmm. for about another week well, at least on so, your like your yeah what part of the cycle is that called i feel like, like I pre pre like, i don't girl, your... i don't know is there a real is there a technical <laughs> term for that oh my god well because you embarrassing. know like, <laughs> like okay you ovulate uh you're you have a fertile so, window I use the clue app, so I know some things about oh. like times because like your 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 cycle is the whole time from period right. to period, right? Right. So for me, my symptoms start literally the week before. So next week is when I'll really know 
my mood swings start the week before my bloating starts the week before all of the other things that come with so that's when i'll really know if it's made like a massive impact yeah yeah um and then i also system for not letting us be 100 sure about this right now also i'm 34 so i probably should do some more research um but yeah i I will be back next episode with a better update than that one. Um, I also started taking goalie gummies, mm. the apple cider vinegar gummy. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Um, I really mainly started taking it for my, like, I love to snack during the day, and that's what always throws off my macros. Like, not that I like super track or anything, but it just always messes with me and and it honestly it's out of stress and the goalie gummies have really helped like when i want to reach for something i'll pop two of them and i'm good like i can wait till my next meal you can have up to six of them a day there isn't a ton of sugar in them which i appreciate because everything that we eat has a ton of sugar in it um and i've also noticed that it's really helped regulate my digestion oh i love a regular digestion like so that is a very underestimated a hundred percent feeling of like just being yes comfortable in your body (laughs) yes so the goalie gummies as of now are working wonders i have a mm-hmm. six month supply they were on sale when i bought them so um <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how much more they impact my body um as i start like working out and stuff i got a watch and um yeah i was gonna say is that new i see you it's like looking brand at brand it. new it's wow. brand new i've never worn watches like seriously worn them and I don't know something in me was like get an apple watch like maybe closing those stupid rings every day okay they're not stupid but like maybe what are those to motivate you so um i'm gonna show them to you like you can actually see them but like uh, oh oh, wait there we go oh okay yeah i see those rings so the red one is like my daily movement count um so like some people have like a step a step counter it's mm-hmm. the red one is my step counter the green one is exercise and the blue one is how many times i stood up in an hour oh cool to basically just keep you moving right yeah. because i noticed obviously because of the pandemic i've stopped exercising we talked about this yeah and i was like i need something not that i'm like super motivated by a lot of things but i was like maybe it'll help because you can also join like account you can have like accountability things happening shout out to amy she wants to be like my ring accountability buddy um (laughs) you can compete with other people like yeah they try to make like they try to make it fun yeah i don't find any of those things fun but i was like maybe having it will help and um it has yeah like little gamification yeah i got it I got it last week. Mm-hmm. It came in the mail on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And since then, every day, I'm like, you have to close at least two rings, two rings, two rings, like 
just two, not like, let's not pressure yourself to do all three. And it's helped. It make, wow. it gets me off my butt and which I'm grateful for because my butt hurts from sitting all the time. Um, and y'all know, well, if you don't know now, you know, I got a big booty. So if my butt hurts <laughs> from sitting all day, um, this is a BBP big booty yes. podcast. Okay. So yeah, it's, um, I'm looking forward to see how all the vitamins start working with me being more active yeah. and moving. And I also appreciate the fact that like, it tells me to breathe mm. when, when I get really, anxious or irritated like my watch will tell me hey take a deep breath your your heart rate is a little too fast and it will stop me for a full minute to just breathe um i can listen to my meditation on here i don't have to have my phone it connects mm. to my ear pods um i can read text messages i can send them to you so anyone who's gotten some like random text messages with typos sorry because doing it on the phone or the watch. Um, but it, it it's just really practical. Yeah. I think for someone like me who's just so busy all the time. Yeah. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, I love that for you. I love yeah. a good wearable tech integration. Like it's really interesting how there are some parts of technology that we like opt into and some that right. just feel obligatory like it feels obligatory that we have a cell phone right like that's just like a given yeah i don't i don't think i know anybody directly who doesn't have a cell phone um but like this is like an extra layer of tech that you're integrating into your daily life yeah um so i think that's that's beautiful that it's working for you and it's a, helping you achieve what you want to achieve right now yeah yeah love that so, here we go we'll see <laughs> um my health update is i started taking vitamin d okay in a pill yes. form okay because i live in gloomy ass boston uh, yeah how's that going <laughs> um i i guess i haven't really pinpointed the exact side effects yet i didn't I didn't do my due diligence to be like oh this is like what i should be feeling from taking vitamin d i just knew like I was really happy when I was in the sun in Florida. Let me try to continue that um, journey by taking vitamin D. Um, but it's part of my overall goal to get better sleep. Right. I am like, I'm on the precipice of what I'm self-diagnosing as like a sleep disorder at this point. Oh. Like just, y'all, I have random dreams. And ever since I've stumbled into that TikTok trend of like, talk about a time where you've um tripped into another dimension or a parallel universe that's a tiktok thing yes and then people talk oh, about times that they're my they've been gosh they've spent like months in a parallel universe or they think that the universe that they're in right now is not the one that they were in before okay i need to get onto this because y'all we have not talked about this yet but i swear they are a thing I, I think it's real. I got full chills right now. I think it's real and I'm scared what? to get Now I've been scared myself into falling into a parallel universe. So like the other night I dreamt about this whole, I had whole conversations with people. I was in Arizona um, and it seemed like my grandparents house, but they got, it was renovated and like the police were involved in something. And like oh my, my partner was there Emma. and I was like packing things and I was packing clothes that looked like mine, but not really. And I woke up 
asking my partner, like, are you mad at me? And they're like, no, why? I was like, because you were mad at me my whole dream. Like, because I was taking so long to pack. I don't really remember the details of why I had to pack. I won't go into the story about what was happening in Arizona because it was pretty convoluted. Maybe I can tell you later, Des. But yeah, I, yes, please. We have to talk about this off air. <laughs> I woke oh. up thinking, oh my gosh, did it happen? <laughs> yeah. Girl. Your face right now. Because, like, I literally, I have had this conversation, not, like, this exact conversation, but, like, I have been talking about the existence of parallel universes literally for the last year and a half to yeah. anybody who will listen. To yeah. anybody who will listen. Because I swear that, like, yes, we live in them all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I don't want to get into it because that's what this episode is going to end up being. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. M. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think because of like comic books and video games, I've become more um, accepting of the reality that there's yeah. just infinite universes, right? And I 100%. think we should revisit this at another episode. I think we should like do our own, bring our own experiences and talk about this more because I'm so fascinated by that. But it all that to say, me <laughs> experiencing some of those <laughs> drifting scenarios has made it a little harder to sleep sometimes. So I've been yeah. really focused on getting a good night's sleep. And it's funny that you talk about tech because I um, have recently been playing, I have a couple of mini Google Homes uh -huh. um, in my like bathroom, in my bedroom um, to use as an alarm clock and to help with like different sound cues to help usher me to bed at a certain time. So I've been trying oh. to go to bed consistently the same yep. time every night, yep. wake up at the same time. It's, you know, give or take an hour I've been able to do this. Okay. But I'll have like um, in the morning, I'll have like some some music to get me going for my workout. And then at night, there's like some smooth Japanese 80s jazz um, to get me nice and relaxing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's really cool. It's like this 80s like influenced um, Japanese music that I I just kind of like was introduced to by a friend and I'm like, yeah, that feels like something I want to listen to when I'm just like vibing. Um, I need to check this out. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I think like uh, there's been some days where I feel good amount of energy um, and Remind me, do you, you drink coffee, right? I do now. You do now. Okay. Yeah. Would, would it be wild if you heard me say, my goal is to not drink coffee past 4 p.m.? No, because I know folks who can't do that because then they're wired and they so, can't get to sleep. Well, I, I said that to a couple of colleagues and they're like, past 4 p.m. They're like, I can't drink coffee past 1 p.m. I was like, I need a good after lunch coffee like, sometimes i do too yeah yeah i'm like right now i'm like damn i should have made myself a cup of coffee before i came up here <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm just you know trying to limit that caffeine i'm not limiting actually that'll be a false statement i'm actually making my uh cutoff time for coffee okay. intake yeah but you know all in the journey of good health and good sleep. So I love I'm it. Tired of feeling tired. Yeah, girl. I feel that. <laughs> yep. 
Well, thanks for coming to this uh, health update, the Senora Seriously. Corner. <laughs> I know. I know. Like 30 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important for us to talk about these things sometimes. It is. I absolutely agree. What we're talking about today is inspired by something that I came across online. And if I'm really being honest, I mean TikTok. Um, their name is The Friendship Expert, this account. And they are, it's run by Danielle Bayer Jackson, a certified friend coach. And I was just so intrigued by this term friend coach. What really struck me about Danielle's content is this idea that there are so many social and academic structures in place to help us acclimate to being a student, uh, help women understand motherhood, but there's not as much systems or support out there for how to be a good friend. And so something that I just want to kind of explore today is this idea of not necessarily the entirety of friendship, but friendships that you want to come back to, friendships that you feel weren't left in in the best ways. We're also talking about like whether or not you need to make amends all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, I do want to uh like we've talked about friendships before right like mm -hmm. we've talked about friendships ending we've talked about like transitions in friendships i think we've also talked about like how much we value uh especially like our friendships and the ones that we share with the girls but you know when m or when m sent me the the instagram post um originally I immediately was like, no one teaches us how to be friends. Right. Not just with like other girls growing up, right? But like just in general. And but if you think about it specifically, um, and I hate this part because it's very much tied to the binary, but growing up, like mm -hmm. girls aren't taught to be friends with other girls. Mm. Like we're taught about you know, relationships and we're taught about all these other things. And I think when I think about, you know, my friendships with other girls growing up, it was very much centered on like this feeling of competition. Hmm. There was always someone who had to be prettier or someone who had to be smarter or somebody like it was never just this like, no, you show up for each other and you support each other and you meet each other where you're at yeah and like this is what you know healthy friendships look like and this is what not so healthy friendships look like and just like in any other relationship but specifically friendships and then even more specific to the binary that like we grew up in like female friendships right yeah i think that's this idea of competition and um the over glamorization of friendships in media Ugh, and yeah I think it's really top of mind for me right now because of um, the return of Sex in the City. So yeah. Sex in the City is coming back, sans Kim Cattrall, AKA Samantha Jones. And if you've never watched Sex in the City, I'm sure you still know who Samantha Jones is. Yes. She's a very <laughs> sex positive, um, very, you know, sex forward, um, no shame in her game, uh, just very flamboyant, character and it's interesting 
the dichotomy of like the over glamorization of friendships in media, but in real life, this, um, this actress letting go of that chapter in her life and choosing not to be part of this resurgence of the series. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, I, I know Des says she hasn't watched the show, but I've been a long time fan. I've watched it like once a year, every year I watch it through. Oh my gosh. Wow. No. <laughs> you had asked me if I had seen the movies and I just realized I did. Uh-huh. I and it was recent, like in the last couple of years, I watched mm. them on a trip to San Diego with Lydia and Nessie, but I don't remember. And that's fine. The movies aren't that great. <laughs> I'm not hurt by it. Like, you know, Sex and the City yeah. hasn't aged well. I will not sit here and be like, everyone needs to go revisit the entire series. There are some pivotal moments in it that I do think I do value. And I see some, um, some value in revisiting every now and then you know i started watching the series when i was like 15. so oh, wow. to now watch it again as a 30 year old there's just i'm not quite their age yet but i'm a lot closer and a right. lot of the things that they've they experience now i've either like experienced firsthand some semblance of that or my friends have so it just feels a lot closer yeah. um but I think something that's really interesting when I say the glamorization of friendships, it's like this idea that they do everything together. Like these mm. women are going shopping together, you know, once a week they're meeting up for brunch and they are all kind of in the same place in their life. They're all single. Um, they're all for the most of the series. None of them have children. None of them are married. Um, and they have like the same, they're on like the same financial band as each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's interesting that they're all like and that they're all together all the time. And the, the yeah. show tries to sell you on this idea that they've been friends for a while. So like to think that you can be friends for that long, moving at mm. the, ver the very same pace and being able to, right. to do all the things together just feels unrealistic. Like I don't I don't have that in any friend group. I think like, it is unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unrealistic. as most things on TV. Right. But like, how does that over glamorization of friendships relate to how what you were saying about we don't learn how to be friends? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about what we see on TV versus how we experience friendship in real life that's that's missing? Yeah. I'm trying to think about other things that I may have seen on TV. Um, and I talked a little bit about some of the movies that like we grew up watching, right? Um, where it's very much centered around like the popular girl and her friend group, right? Mm. That for me is over glamorized glam. I can't even say it. But <laughs> that for me is doing the most like growing like there's up one center and there's like yeah. other people supporting that one girl. Yep. Like you got to make sure she gets asked out by this particular person to this particular dance. Right. Like if anybody else shows up looking better than her at school, like you've got to trip that person to make sure they look like a fool. Like just making you know what I mean? Like and that to me is just so unreal and so ridiculous. And I think 
I mean, yes, part of it is because I, had this life been a movie, I would have oh. never fit in to that part. Because there like, could only those... be one main character of the movie. I duh. mean, duh. But like, <laughs> even in my own movie, I yeah. would not have been the main character. Like, what? I was not that person. No, I like, I wasn't. No, I no. And so when I think about like those movies and the friendships that I wanted to have, I very much wanted to be a part of that group because I thought like, well, that was it. If you're ever going to have any real friends, you have to be part of that group. And I don't think it was until like after high school when I realized I was like, fuck that. <laughs> First of all, that is exhausting. Second, like that's not how anything in this life really works. Mm. Most of the girls that were part of this like group that I was so desperately wanted to be a part of aren't even like I could care less about most of them now. Like, so then it was don't... more it wasn't more about you caring about them as people. It was more about like oh. the social status that yeah. came with being their yeah. friend. Yeah, it was absolutely that. I think I think the only one of that particular group that I genuinely cared for as a person, I'm still in contact with. Hmm. She's my neighbor. Like she was one of my best friends growing up. Mm -hmm. And our relationship very much changed when we started going to the same school. And wow. she was a part of that group. And I think for a long time, she like tried, you know, to include me. Mm -hmm. But it just, and I've always wondered, like, how did a person with her heart end up in a group like that? Hmm. Because I feel like, especially in these, like, over-glamorized, like, friendships that we see on movies and TV, like, there's always, like, one person that you're like, how the fuck did you get caught up with all these other people? Like, really? <laughs> and for me, that's her. Like, I've always just, I look back to all those other girls and I think some of them might be listeners. And if you are, I'm grateful you're here. But like, I look back at that particular group of people and I'm just like, what? One of these things is not like the other. And yeah. well, it, at, least, I, at least in that place in time. In that time. place in time. Yeah. Exactly. In that place in time. Yes. Because now on like social media and like in other spaces, I've kept in touch that way. Like I yeah. know what they're doing with their lives and, you know, what have you. And I'm, you know, it's great. But it wasn't until college and specifically um, UC Santa Barbara when I realized none of that other shit matters. None of it. Like you spent so much time mm -hmm. trying to figure out what you needed to be a part of that group and literally none of it matters. None mm. of it matters because the people that are now, aside from like you, you know, Dorian, Tanya, that are a part of that, like my female identified group of friends mm -hmm. are nothing like the people that I so desperately wanted to be friends with when I was younger. They're nothing like them. 
And it, yeah, it just, it blows my mind. It just blows my mind. And we never, thinking back to like middle school and all the tough conversations that we used to have yeah. around like bullying and all these other things, like we never really talked about how like not to bully each other and how not to be mean to one another and how to embrace the differences that we all had. Like nobody taught us how to do that. We weren't sitting in restorative circles learning about mm who we were at at our core yeah right like we didn't care about that stuff well i did but like nobody else did so it's well, just it i think it's interesting that you talk about like that bullying aspect because it's like yeah maybe we learn how not to do it like in an after school special like in a very clear cut like this is what bullying is it's like pushing their books out of their hands or like name calling but we don't necessarily understand the nuance of bullying within friend groups which i think is very yeah. prevalent especially in, oh gosh yes like the the female friend circles i was in when i was younger too i feel like you know i was picked on a lot and i just took it as like oh this is this mm. is part of being friends like because no. at home <laughs> you get all yeah. these funny nicknames on like you know things that maybe you don't feel that great about yourself but Mm-hmm. they seem like quote unquote unde- endearing and they're Ugh. not <laughs> they're not don't let anybody lie to you yeah yeah i think it's it's something that's been percolating in my mind because i had a conversation with a friend recently where we talked about you know um having bad blood with people mm. and uh, they kind of said the comment of like, oh, I don't have bad blood with anybody. And I kind of like, <laughs> yeah, so your cute. laugh is like what I, how I You're wanted to so, respond. But I about just lack of self-awareness. I was just like, what? Like, no. And I was like, genuinely curious on what's that like? And they just mentioned like, you know, just making amends with people and, you know, doing their part to like make sure people are always on good terms. And I was just like, my mind instantly went to like the amount of people I've blocked on like Instagram (laughs) for like, and I wouldn't necessarily categorize all of them as bad blood. Like some of them like maybe had like a very fiery ending. I, not that I really can remember, you know, but for most of them, it's just like, we're just not, meant to be in each other's lives again i can think of you fondly from the time where we our relationship needed to happen and you know it had it had its time in its place but there's definitely some people like if i ran into at a grocery store i'd probably feel a little bit awkward or i would turn 180 degrees and go the other way yeah you know yeah so i guess i'm like i was i've been thinking like like taking inventory of like, are there people I need to make amends to? Like, are there folks? Well, (laughs) I mean, okay, let me answer that that. right now. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, we saw that one. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess like just going through the process of asking yourself that like, 
maybe it's maybe it's because it's the new year and we're cleaning out like our houses we're cleaning out our inboxes closets our our people (laughs) doing some housekeeping um rearranging your favorites on your phone okay (laughs) (laughs) the 2021 top eight you know (laughs) we're bringing it back y'all anyways but honestly i yeah i was just thinking of like are there people out there when they think of me? So question one, are, are there people out there when they think of me, do they think like just the most horrible stuff? And then two, do I care? Mm. Right. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I just kind of want to like dig into that because this idea of making amends, it sounds like something like a very, at least in my head, I've built up to be like a very, fully realized and responsible and heartful person, loving person will go through their Rolodex and make amends with everybody. But I also like, there's just some pieces of my life that just don't feel like, it feels like more work than it's worth to go back and revisit them. Yep. So like, how do we, how do you go through the process of like making amends or like seeking further relationship with someone that you may have like, I don't know, but is, is and a friendship going stale the same thing as a friendship expiring? Mm, these are all really great questions. Em. <laughs> um, first of all, you mentioned Rolodex. There are probably like good half of our listeners that don't know what a rolodex is okay Um, so rolodex was a (laughs) like um it was a how do you describe so you used to sit on your desk Mm -hmm. and you would write contact information on paper with pen and go into this like circular um binder like thing that you can literally roll through alphabetically and pick out yep. contacts. I thought they were so cool and I always wanted one as soon as I got an right. office job. I was like, whenever I have my own office, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have a Rolodex. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I think, so you put, you. there's a lot of great questions there, but I right. think this idea of making amends, who is it for? And how is it going to serve you? Right, because we decided that we're not bringing any of that shit we didn't need in 2020 into 2021. Right, so as you, and and not just like this year, but like forever, like if it doesn't serve you anymore, why do you need to bring it with you? And so when I think of making amends with people, who is it for? Hmm. Do I care? Like, like that question that you pose, do I care what they think about me? Probably not. Like I could probably name four or five people that if you like bumped into them, figured out that you had me in common, your opinion and view of me is going to be starkly different from like their view and their opinion of me. And you probably would start talking about me and not realize that you're talking about the same person ever. That's a good point. I've been different people to different people. (laughs) I am so different from the person I was for this one particular individual when I saw them last time at Disneyland. Like, if (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember the instance. Like, I can tell you almost to the day, like, when it happened, right? Yeah. If if you and that particular individual saw each other somewhere, started talking, and for whatever reason, this person chose to talk about me and that instance, and you chose to talk about me right now, you'd be t- there's no way you'd ever come to the conclusion that it was the same Desiree. There's mm. no way. And that individual was asked by a mutual friend, do you ever think you'll talk to her again? And that individual said, no, there's no need to because she's never going to change. Okay. When I first heard that, I was like, how fucking dare you? (laughs) I was so pissed. I was like, after everything I did for you, because right, we were because we were friends for a long time. Yeah, and we can dismiss people, but they can't dismiss us. How dare you dismiss me? Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? I have fans. I'm just I'm kidding. totally kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding, y'all. It's a joke. Um, please, by all means. But it's like now, looking back, I have no place for that person in my life. And if I saw them. I'd probably, like, if we made eye contact, I'm not going to completely ignore them. I'd probably just wave. But I I would have no, there's, like, no me nace to, like, walk over and be like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's been so long. Da, 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 da. What does that mean? What is you know, that phrase that you said? I'm sorry. Um, Like, it just, it, it wouldn't come naturally to me to ah. want to walk over. No I'm practicing my Spanish it doesn't, so. It doesn't come naturally to me. Hmm to want to walk over and catch up real quick and like embrace them if we were in a pandemic and like all those things, right? Whereas like somebody else who maybe the friendship just fizzled, we didn't necessarily fight. There wasn't a falling out. We just stopped talking. If I saw them somewhere, I would immediately want to go over, oh my gosh, so-and-so, how are you? It's been so long. Like, what are you up to? Like, let me hug right. you before we part ways. Maybe add each other on social media, but like thinking like all the people that came to mind as you were asking all those questions, I was like, what? who does the amend serve? Right. I. I think it's maybe it's because I'm getting older and there's more and more people that I've not lost contact with, but like haven't been as like, they're not the main characters in my movie anymore. So, and they used to be main characters in my movie. So yeah, I think like they haven't, those relationships haven't ended. Like they just, or, or they have, but like not in any way that has made me think we need to make amends. So I think yeah. there is a difference to answer my own question um, <laughs> with your help, of course. I think there is a difference between like something going stale or just like reaching its natural, you know, a natural closure versus yeah. like something that's more um, disruptive. And I think, you know, I, I sometimes myself and it's come up in, in friends conversation with friends too, is like thinking about friendships that kind of ended more disruptively mm. and wanting to reach out and make amends after at least a year, like all that time has passed and wanting to reach out to have more of, of an opportunity to like share what happened from your point of view 
but I feel like what I've learned in my my breakups is that closure is not something that anyone could ever give you, right? Like that is only something that you can give yourself. So the idea that you can approach somebody and expect you can leave that conversation feeling a sense of closure, mm-hmm. it just doesn't it just doesn't work that way. Nope. So nope. what how do you make that choice? Like how would you know that it's it's the right place and time to make amends with somebody? You I think you have to want it. And that's why I asked you, who does it serve? Mm. Who does you it have serve? to want the amends or you have to I want think that so. relationship? I think you have to, a little bit of both because I think most times with the amendment, with the whatever it is, however we're going to use that word, um, <laughs> comes a little bit of this expectation that like, okay, we we remain acquaintances. You know, like I would think some of the people that I w- would make amends with might want to add me on social media because now we've made amends. And I, and I think they're maybe not all the time, but I don't know, to me, making amends for some reason is, is the same as like giving them permission to enter back into my life hmm. or at least letting them think that they can. Yeah. So again, I come back to this, like, who is it for and what does it serve? Like, right. I think it's it gets tricky too. the longer time has passed. And like I even throughout this conversation, maybe for some of our listeners, too, you can think about two or three people that this yeah. conversation could apply to. And I'm thinking I can see their faces now in my head. Yeah. And I can't even specifically remember how the relationship like fizzled or or disruptively ended. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's my brain trying to protect me from the trauma of those moments that I experienced. I mean, it could be, yeah. Or if it's just memory, my memory is being kind and, you know, as things look better in the rearview mirror, like they don't seem so big now. Just how you were talking about your experiences in college versus high school. Like in high school, everything feels so big. Oh my gosh, it is That's your so entire big. universe. Oh, yes. <laughs> it literally is. Terribly it is. big. It is. And once you, the, the older you get and, and the more your your world kind of expands is along with your world worldview, excuse me, um, it's there's a lot of little things you don't sweat so much anymore yeah so i feel like there's a lot of things happening in my brain when i think about these folks and yeah i don't think i've i don't think there is a time and place for a lot of those folks for me to say hey let's sit down and like hash things out yeah and i think that's okay it absolutely 100 percent is okay and because you also have, I mean, you brought up a really good point. Like we have to safeguard ourselves from the things that just are not serving us anymore. We, no one has that kind of expendable energy right now. And just because we're in the middle of a pandemic doesn't mean that that should change in a year or so when things feel uh, hoping 
the, you know, sooner. But whenever we get to go back to worrying about things like that, like there's no need to spend our energy wondering why or if or how or I am a firm believer that whatever is meant to be in your life, whether it's friendships, jobs, relationships, whatever it is, it's already yours. You just have to be open to receiving it, right? Mm. And if and if you're spending, if you can't even really think of a good reason to reach out or a good reason that you would need that person in your life, I personally feel it's the universe letting you know, like, I know, because if that was the truth, they'd be here. It would yeah. have already happened. I would have given you the opportunity. I would have created the opportunity, which is why I don't, I am grateful that I no longer lose sleep over that shit because I was the person who would hold on to everything that every single person in my life had given me or said mm -hmm. to me or didn't say to me <laughs> and it it was exhausting that sounds terrible exhausting. and and i've reached a point i think in the last couple years i'm just like you know what it's cool like if you don't want to we ain't gonna do this no more i'm all right with that yeah how do you know when you're the bad guy if there is such a thing, if there's a dichotomy of good and evil, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know that you're on the wrong side of things? I think the feeling that you get when you think about it, or in hindsight, if it doesn't look as pretty, if it doesn't look as simple in hindsight, I think that's when you know. But I'm. I also believe that everything takes two or three mm -hmm. or four, depending on how many people are involved in the situation, right? Like not everybody gets to walk away just being the good guy or just being the bad guy. I am a, or a person. Um, I am, I struggle with dichotomies because relationships are so sticky and they are so convoluted. Mm -hmm. And whether I walked away being the good person and the other person walked away being, you know, the bad person, if we were going to give it a dichotomy at some point, I can almost guarantee you, I wasn't the greatest person in that situation or that relationship or friendship or whatever it was. So I don't think, I don't think anybody gets to walk away scot-free from anything. Like there's, yeah. there's always something that we're at fault for. And again, it's because relationships are convoluted and they're sticky and they're messy. And, you know, the, we just, we're humans. We're humans. Right. And How do we you, make a lot of mistakes. I, I feel that a hundred percent. I think that it is really hard to like have a good versus evil. It's not so easy to spot like those mm -hmm. things that happen because at never in any moment do you know the full story. Like I never nope. know where they were coming from. They never know or will ever know where I was coming from. And no. we can spend time justifying these actions all we want. But I think it's imperative that we know that or we give ourselves permission to not have to go and clean up all of those different 
you know, instances of friendship yeah. and fractions because it's just, I think it's really hard to care so deeply about mm -hmm. what a friend from a different era of your life thinks of you. And yeah. not to say that there's there can't ever be a window for reconciliation or there can't ever be an opportunity for you all to connect, but I think carrying it day to day mm -hmm. is just so hard. It is. And I can't imagine like if you if you are someone who who feels that weight of a, you know, grieving the loss of a friendship and it wasn't on like any positive terms and it does leave you feeling a little icky like i i wish that you give yourself the permission to let it be yes yeah there, there was something that um i can't remember her name but the the individual that we're talking about mm -hmm. earlier danielle she, bayard jackson yes danielle pointed to her bookshelf and there were all of these texts about self-help, relationships, like all like how to just do all of these things better, right? Be a better professional, be better with your money, be better. Literally none of them were about being better in your friendships. And the thing that blows my mind is we spend more time with our friends especially those in our close circle, telling them things that we don't even sometimes tell partners, sharing experiences with them that sometimes we don't get to share with partners, but we do not, like we don't agonize over those relationships ending the way that we agonize over a romantic relationship ending. And that right now in this moment blows my mind there are people out there who literally if they wanted to 10 years ago could have ruined my life with some of the things that they knew that i was involved in <laughs> not anymore don't even try it but like like i think of it now and i love my partner we have come a long way right like we've invested a lot in our relationship but if i lost you or Dorian or Tanya, I know for a fact I would grieve that heavier than if I lost said partner at the same time. I love him. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Don't none of y'all go out there telling him like, she said she ain't gonna, I'll tell him my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reality. Like, No, I 100% I agree with you. It's we're, we're socialized to value that romantic relationship yeah. over our friendships, mm -hmm. but you're so right. I There's parts of me that my romantic partner may never know or Same. never understand, or like they yep. are looking at me through a totally different lens different lens than you are you know crazy what i mean crazy expectations and crazy expectations like and then same for my partner like there are so many parts of them that i'm yes. still learning every day and that's the fun of it but i'm never expected to like be all the things for them no and i think this and it, i think what you're saying too about the bookshelf is really important because you know, if if in this process we need to give ourselves some grace and give ourselves permission to 
um, to learn from those past experiences or those pitfalls and friendships that we had and we didn't know how to fix them at the time, it's because socially we haven't been taught to and no. it hasn't been as important. There's, you know, we got How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and all these other movies about like falling in love, but we don't get like the same level of attention, at least before. More and right. more these days, there are um, mainstream media storylines about friendships, but it's just not something that was as important before. And I think that oh. if we are learning anything from this conversation, it's just that there's so much more to learn mm -hmm. about being a friend. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to forgive ourselves and give ourselves the closure for the friends that we cannot reach anymore. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think one of the things that I learned from my therapist, not this was like a couple therapists ago, I was going through something with one of my best friends and I didn't know how to fix it, but I didn't want to lose this person. I could not, I could not. And holy cow, I'm going to start crying. And um, my therapist asked me, she was like, how much work have you done to repair your romantic relationship. And I was like, oh my God, like, can I count the ways? No, <laughs> there is not enough chart paper on the face of this planet. Like <laughs> she, and then she asked me, how much of that same work have you done to repair your friendship that you swear you cannot lose? Mm. And I was like, the fuck? Hey, that's like, what we pay them for. It's to, none. to read us completely. <laughs> I was like, none. She goes, exactly. Wow. She's like, the way that, that we set boundaries, the way that we ask for permission, the way that we, you know, try to repair our romantic relationships is the same way we should try to repair our friendships. It's the same kind of value that we put on romantic relationships is the same, if not more, <laughs> the way that we should value our friendships. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's in our friendships where we show up as our most authentic self when possible, but literally don't have any regard for that when the friendship starts to go sour. Hmm. And it's like you've literally given permission to this person to watch you in all ways possible but you mean to tell me that you didn't try to make sure it was a functioning relationship. And I think I've learned, you know, in our, in our little relationship before the way that we ask each other for permission, the way that, you know, we warn each other, like, this is about to be heavy, come back to it later. Right. The way that we, I, not that it's perfect, but I feel like this is the best example of friendship I've ever had. And when I think about, you know, and it's it's funny because we some you and I sometimes get comments like friendship goals, you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, hell yeah, because <laughs> we worked hard, like yeah. we worked really hard. Yeah. And I think I've said it a couple times where like you joined staff and I all of a sudden was like, oh my God, that's my permission slip to just run into Emily's office whenever I need her to listen to me. <laughs> 
never did I ask. Like, never. I just showed up and I was like, oh my God, Emily's here. And I just want to hug her and I just want to love on her. And I, just, and I didn't know what to do with all that love. Y'all. She did not. I really she didn't. Did I just forced it, it all time, on her. And, and I was I'm like, so here's grateful. This, here's this big ass cup of love and I'm just going <laughs> to fill you with it. And we're just going to go. And I'm grateful that M was like, okay. <laughs> And and just went with it because now we have cultivated such a a loving, trusting, like I literally, when I think of forming new friendships, I'm like, okay, how would I, you know, how would I jump into this if, if it was with, you know, Em or Dorian or Tanya, these friendships have just come leaps and bounds because we have learned how to communicate with each other. We know each other's love languages, which I think is the cutest shit ever. Like we, we know how to talk to one another. We know how to be honest with each other without yeah. causing harm. We know how to apologize. We know how to ask permission. Like, and it's goodness, y'all. Like and when people are like friendship goals, I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> well, that's the level of dedication that we're talking about. Exactly. Like yeah. it is it is work. Like the same yes. work that I do to like you know make these special moments, romantic experiences with my partner. There's I want to have those same level of emotionally charged good feelings with my friends. Sometimes it's sending a box of cookies. Sometimes it's a funny text message. Sometimes it's just an outpouring of love. And I think that, you know, as we're gearing up for this year and, and looking to our friends is the way forward. I think like having each other and holding each other, making space for one another is something that I really hope that you can commit to and and if you're in a place where you're like, not really, like, I'm not really this deep with any of my friends, that's totally fine. That's okay. There, you start somewhere. I was, yeah. Des and I were in an office and she was just randomly popping in and, and hugging me. And I was like, what do I do with all of this love? <laughs> and sometimes it just takes that. And the other yeah. person meets you halfway and then you go from there. Yeah. Yeah. It, But it takes work, y'all. And back to this idea of like mending because i think that's where we first started like don't feel the pressure because i can tell y'all right now if this was my life seven eight years ago i would have immediately finished this like this episode and reached out to like eight or nine people like oh my gosh I miss you so much what happened to us why are we not why did we not we had it so good literally like they were an ex right sometimes it feels like that I mean you know it really does but at this point in my life I'm like it didn't work out and if the unit and if it is mine the universe will bring it back to me Hmm. it's already mine I just have to be patient right yeah so it's my goodness so don't worry when you start watching the revamp of sex in the city like if that's not the kind of over glamorized friendships you have none of us do and (laughs) (laughs) and they take work y'all they take work 
Well, as always, Des has guided us through <laughs> this emotional journey. I, you know, I come with the questions and she helps me figure out these answers. And I appreciate that aspect of our relationship. And it's something that I just never, never can ever thank you enough for. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, boo. I don't know how that became the format of our of our time together but hey i'm here I for it i'm just like the, my the curiosity in me just naturally spews and i just go off into um these different lines of questions and you are just always so ready and willing to give me answers and explore them with me <laughs> and i appreciate you taking the time to explore all these angles because i think you know no matter where we're coming from there's there's something to be had in you know, picking these little ideas apart that really yep. make an impact on our lives. Yeah, absolutely. With that said, yes, my love. What will you be doing the next couple of weeks to be your best mojo to solo I'm gonna be closing these month rings. Okay. Oh, All look at you day. on the that Apple Watch on my watch. <laughs> um, the goal is to close at least two: um, the standing one and the steps. Um, which is the red and the blue. We'll work on the green later, but um, that's the goal. I need to get in a certain amount of steps every day and I need to make sure that I am. I will say work is really good for the most part of like take a seven minute stretch break, turn your cameras off, get up, walk away from your computer. So I need to honor those. I need good. to like honor them. And that's what my little blue circle is gonna keep me on track for. Like, did you get up yet? Um, so yes, I'll be closing my rings. If anybody wants to start sharing their information, their stuff with me, hit your girl up. Let me know. This is a <laughs> competition. We are here to encourage each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you, my love? What will you be doing in the next week or so to be your mejor sola self? I am on my dry January journey. I'm going mm -hmm. to um just pay more attention to my body. I think like I, you know, I come, I say that all the time, but I think you should never stop paying attention to your uh, body. No, no. <laughs> I think just Don't. Um, finding that intentional sobriety is sometimes uh, a gateway to like reflection for me. Um, and it's, you know, something that is close to me because for, I, you know, I'm fortunate my partner is doing this with me because uh, alcoholism runs in both of our families. So mm. um, I think like, finding time to to just honor how else we're spending our time and our energy um that y'all i i love a good cocktail so this is just mm -hmm. um my month of resetting so it's not something that is necessarily um a forever commitment for me but i think yeah. in this time period is it's just so interesting i also am so I do have some photography gigs coming up and I yes, have new equipment. You, do. <laughs> you also I, have an Instagram page and a website. And yes, I went there. So ah, plug them. I do. Please. I do. I will. I will be tagging them on our podcast story okay. soon. Thank you. When yes. they're ready. I have no <laughs> posts up yet, but you know, I got some number one fans that are always supporting me regardless. Uh -huh. Yes. All the <laughs> um, time. But I definitely have a couple of personal photography projects that I wanted to explore and as a way to like help 
um, really some creative energy and to get to know some of the new tech equipment I have on hand. So nice. I'm really looking forward to to that kind of tactile uh, creative work. I love it. I love it. Yay. Wonderful. All right, my loves, please remember to be gentle with yourself. Because your first love should be you. Bye. Mejor Sola is an independent podcast recorded, edited, and produced by Des and M. You can find us on Instagram at Mejor Sola Podcast. That's M-E-J-O-R-S-O-L-A Podcast. And on Twitter at Mejor Sola Pod. Let us know how you are being your Mejor Sola self by tagging us in your photos and using hashtag Mejor Sola Self. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.